You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. This is going to complete our series on the renewing of the mind found in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And hopefully in these last 20 lessons, we've given you some things to consider that will help you to begin this journey of renewing your mind and doing it habitually and you learn to enjoy fully all the good things of God. Let me talk to you today about the pace of God's thinking because a lot of people think that God leads them into this frenzy or a frantic pace. Uh, It's not the case and it's his way to lead you so that there are plenty of rest stops along the way and places for you to be renewed. God doesn't want to run you in the ground. I, I see this happening all the time, even with ministers, where they run themselves in the ground and they don't last because they do not have time for feeding. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 9, and this is the King James Version, and Abraham journeyed, and the margin says, traveling by easy stages. Wow. That's how God leads. God leads us in stages. The Holy Spirit never guides us or develops us at a frantic pace. And one of the ways to see this is to go back to the 23rd Psalm. So I want to turn your attention there. And we're going to read that. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You know, God can afford for you to lie down. Sometimes we don't think we have the time to lie down. But often we obligate ourselves to more than we really should be taking on. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, meaning that he has tender shoots of grass that are good for me to eat. There is a devotion for me if I will stop to take the time to enjoy it. He leads me beside the still waters. Sheep don't like rushing, raging streams. They like still water. Now, goats, on the other hand, they like the, the, the tumult, but uh, sheep are not like that. And so he leads me beside the still waters. In this process, he restores my soul. Now, this is interesting. David was not born again. The new birth didn't happen till the cross and the resurrection. Only when Jesus completed the sacrifice to remove the sins of humanity were we able to be born again. But even in the Old Testament, it was possible for a follower of God to restore his soul. His soul could be restored. David said, he restores my soul. How does he restore my soul? He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. In other words, My soul is restored because I am willing to go on a journey with God. It's not a one-time event. It's an ongoing process, and I'm following a path with God, and that path is through His Word. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now stop here and think about this. 
you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death while you're following the Word of God. So it doesn't guarantee that you will never face a challenge. It just means that even when you're walking with the Word, do not be surprised that there are threats that come against you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and by the way, it's the shadow of death. It's not death overtaking you. It's the shadow of death. So death would like to frighten you with its shadow. And the shadows are always magnified. They're always bigger than the object that casts the shadow. So uh, that's the way death works. I will fear no evil. You know, I used to have terrible nightmares when I was a kid and even as a young teenager. And I remember, uh, well, I'll tell you, when I started having these, I saw a commercial on television about these odd and strange encounters about people who had premonitions. And there was one woman whose father died, and she looked in the window. The very moment that he died, she woke up and looked over in the window, and there was his face talking to her. And they put white makeup all over his face. And, man, that scared the daylights out of me as a kid. Uh, as a kid, you know, things like that can be uh, uh, frightening. And I would have that dream, only it wasn't uh, a man. It was a woman, and, uh, and it was very troubling to me. I saw this woman's face in my window, and that's what I would dream. And, oh, it, it scared the daylights out of me. Uh, but I will fear no evil. When I got born again, the dream changed. And here's what happened. When the dream changed, I was born again, and I would have that dream, and I'd see that woman's face, but then I would run toward it and stand and look at that woman and rebuke it in the name of Jesus, and it went away. The whole thing changed. I didn't have that uh, nightmare long. Uh, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Nowhere you can go that he's not with you. He's always there. Your rod and your staff, they comfort you. One is for your defense. One is for your correction. God will always defend you, but he will correct you. And he will correct you in order to lead you away from things that would destroy you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They have to sit and watch us eat. Think about that for a minute. The demon spirits that hate your guts have to watch you read your Bible. And they have to watch you pray, and there's nothing they can do about it. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And not only that, but you give me a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit so that I'm empowered to do this. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. In other words, I've got more blessing than I've got time to receive. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is a pace. And whether you realize it or not, it, it, it's a relaxed pace. It's not a frenetic pace. It's not a pace of rushing and uh, going after something that, that uh, man, if I don't do everything just right, uh, we're going to fall apart. Listen, there's a time when you got to button it up and get your work done, and you may have to call all hands on deck for a season. 
But one of the things I've learned down through the years, you don't keep that pace up all the time. There are times when you push hard, and then there are times when you relax. And that's been the pattern of my ministry. I've had ebbs and flows. There have been seasons where I was extremely busy, certain parts of the year I'm very, very busy. But I know that I can't run myself on the ground, and I don't keep that up long. I know those are seasons. And so when that season is coming to an end, I will start playing a little bit and, and enjoying life and taking time and taking time with my family because I see this kind of pattern in the Lord's leadership. So it is possible to do great things without being hurried. Now, God's thinking is always revealed in stages. And this is why you need to renew your mind to his ways. And if you understand one of his ways, it's this. He will never lead you to go after a whole project in one great leap. doesn't happen that way. God's projects are cut into stages and phases. Think about it. God wanted a nation of his own people that he could call his own. He wanted to give them a country. But do you know God didn't do it in one big leap? God didn't do it with just Abraham. Abraham didn't have 12 sons. God didn't do it with just Abraham and Isaac. God did it with Abraham, Isaac, and finally Jacob. He developed Israel in stages. There were steps that they had to take to find the place to multiply in the way that God wanted them to multiply. And God had a job and a journey for each of those generations. And so you have to walk in the stages that God sets before you. Wise people see the importance of stages. And let me tell you what stages are for. Stages are like plateaus that allow you to consolidate your gains. I have climbed many a mountain in my time, and and as I've climbed mountains, one of the things I've learned, you can't maintain a steady pace all the way to the top. I will pick a spot up ahead of me, I'll go up it, and then I see a nice tree or a place that's flat where my feet can relax because it's hard to relax on sloped ground. And once I get to that spot, I may sit down, take a little break, uh, enjoy the scenery, and then go after it again. Uh, the way that I practiced for mountain climbing was going up the bleachers at our high school football stadium. And so my training regimen was built for stages. In other words, we only had 28 steps up those bleachers, 28 rows. And so in my going up those rows, I had to rest when I got to the top. I wasn't in shape to go 96 rows because we didn't have a 96-row stadium. So when I got to the mountains, my body responded to the training that it had staged training. There's something to that. Now, hasty thinkers try to bite off everything in a single bite, and they always make a mistake. I want to read to you from the book of Luke, chapter 14. Here's how Jesus thinks. Luke 14, 28. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mocking, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. In other words, God may give you a master plan, but when he gives you the master plan, 
He will cut it up in pieces so there's a finish line, a number of finish lines, where you can advance the plan in stages because that is in keeping with the way he leads. One of the things that you need to see in all of this is that these patterns of God's thoughts are consistent. You can learn them as ways and precepts and rules that he follows and abides by. Every time I've seen people who tried to launch something new in one big fell swoop, but they didn't do it with stages and phases, it almost always bombed. And so learn how God leads, and it'll be much easier to recognize his voice when you see his patterns in Scripture. Because if anything, our God is a God of patterns, habits, ways. In fact, that's what Moses said. Show me now your way that I may know you. I hope you've enjoyed this series on the renewing of the mind. And I hope you'll join me for the next one. It'll be coming up. I don't even know what it's going to be about, but I guarantee it's going to be good. Hope to see you then. Bye. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.